I'm fantastic, man. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. Looking forward to it, Joe. Joe, why don't we just dive right in and why don't you tell the listeners about you? Who are you? Um, Why did you become an editor? Wow, boy, that's a, geez, that's a lot right there. I don't know if we got time for that. I'm going to give you this, like the Reader's Digest version for those people who still remember what Reader's Digest was. Maybe it was, uh, I I really just like always loved working with kids. Uh, but I was doing it in ways that like I was coaching and, you know, coaching youth groups. And then I was, you know, working at, uh, as a counselor at, at, uh, some camps in the summer. And it just always felt, you know, good to be around, you know, uh, kids and helping kids and, and everything that went along with it. And so that's really kind of how it got started. And then I, you know, what got in, I taught kindergarten, I taught second grade, I taught fifth grade, I was a school counselor. And then I was an elementary principal and then I uh, took on a superintendency and I was a superintendent for uh, 12 years, last 12 years, and then retired in uh, July. So this is the first year out of school. And, um, man, and I get asked all the time about, you know, hey, do you miss it? Do you miss everything about it? You must, you must love it that you're out of school because you don't have the anxiety of all the you know, parents upset or the teachers upset or the community upset or whatever the case is. And um, my answer is I, I don't know if I love it. I'm just going to be really honest about it. Like I, I loved being part of a team. I loved making sure that we could sit down and talk to people and connect and help them grow and everything. And knowing that I had that every day and literally right across the street from, you know, in at the school was uh, a comforting feeling. And so to not have that on a daily basis is, is a, it's a, just a different feeling. And we're trying to kind of navigate that and know we're helping people, but at the same time, it's tougher when you don't get a chance to see that impact every day. And I, but I also think that that happens with our staff a lot too, um, because they don't get the immediate gratification for the work that they do. So we can keep moving on at the mo- the best we can. And, and uh, it's been a really great run and I've had a wonderful time at every level. It was always I always felt like I had the best job every time I had that job. I thought, you know, teaching kindergarten was the best. Then teaching second grade was the best. Then teaching fifth grade was the best. Then being a school counselor and coaching high school golf was the best job. And then it was being the principal was the best job. And then for 12 years, honestly, the superintendent was as good a job as you could ever hope for, even with all the garbage that goes on in that role. As you know, it was just a really fantastic job because of uh, what we could help the community do and bring and everything that went along with it. So it's been a really great run. I've had a wonderful time. And now this is honestly, this is, I, I'm sure that when I get past the idea that I'm not part of the team, it, this is going to be the best job ever too. Cause I love working with groups. It's just totally different in terms of being connected to a team when you're doing the stuff on your own. Yeah. And last year I had you at Mount Olive and you spoke to our staff at the school and you truly have a gift. You have a gift to encourage and to inspire and um, just encouraging people to share their story, um, Mm -hmm. share the positive things that are happening in schools. 
And uh, I just love that message that you're bringing Thank to you. our schools. Can you tell us what you're up to these days? Yeah, well, I'm just like trying to get to as many people as I possibly can. And I just finished 2023. Uh, I think we did like I think we did about 115 events this year and um and got to about got to, well we got to 32 states and just really um from state events to national events to just to to school district events the message was relatively similar in the idea that when we start waiting for people, if we're waiting for people to take care of us, we're going to be waiting for a long time. So mm-hmm. how do we take care of each other make sure that we lean into each other? And honestly, I think the biggest part about the, the message that I try to bring to people is it's not about quotes and memes. It's about making sure that we have connections and logistically, we can be in a space where we can take care of each other, which essentially means there's actionable items every time that I go and talk to a group. And all of those actionable items, as you know, I hope, as you know, that they're not, we're not adding to people's plates. We're just making sure that they can recognize, acknowledge, and extend the great work that happens in their space. And when that happens, they figure out that they get some momentum and getting some momentum sometimes is all you need. Yeah. And it's about the impact. That's when people ask me why I became a superintendent, you know, it's, it's about the impact, what you can do for other people, serving other people. And, uh, you're doing that on a world stage now, instead of just one school district. So, um, so inspiring. And that leads me, it leads me to the next question. Um, lead with hope for me is a system of self-efficacy. H Mm -hmm. stands for habits. O for optimistic outlook. P for passion, purpose, and perseverance, and E for excellence. So of that acronym, what resonates most with you, Joe? Well, I think all of them do. I think it's a great acronym because um, I think they, I don't know if you could pull one out and just say, I'm going to be this, I'm going to be passionate, purpose, and perseverance. Like that's what I'm going to be, or I'm going to be about excellence. I think you have to have all four of those. Uh, components. And so this is kind of the way that I look at it. So Mm -hmm. if you don't have an optimistic outlook in terms of what you do, you're going to get run down every single time that you walk into a building, right? And if you don't get a chance to see the great things, you're not going to see the great things. It's like that whole, um, that red car mentality. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, so like that whole concept where if I asked you how many red cars you saw on your way to work today, you wouldn't be able to tell me. But if I said, tomorrow I'm going to give you a hundred bucks for every red car you see on your way to work. You're going to pay attention to red cars. That's not my concept. That's somebody else's. But the idea is real. Like when you're more intentional about seeing great things, you're going to see great things. So if you have an optimistic outlook in terms of walking into your school every day, then you give yourself a better chance to see great things. And I think that's probably the biggest piece of starting the momentum. But then Mm -hmm. that gets right into your habits, right? Because if your habits in terms of how you walk through school and how you walk through your job, if your habits don't reflect what you're looking for, for the people that you serve, you're going to find yourself in a really difficult position. Case in point, if you, it, what we model is what we get. So mm-hmm. if you are out there and you're putting yourself in a situation where you're not modeling what you want for your group, then, and then you don't get what you want from your group, then all of a sudden they can call you out on the fact that you're not modeling it either. So you lose all your credibility along the way. That's the habit. That's the behavior habit in that moment. The second piece of the habit is what is the routine that allows you to see great things so you can create momentum for your group. So I talk to when I talk to groups, I tell them like, what is the what are the first eight things you do to start your day? 
And how many of those things bring you joy? And where are those things on your list? And if you don't get to anything that brings you joy until you're halfway through your eight things, you're not going to see great things. So how can you move things? What are your habits to move things to put yourself in the best position to see the great things, but also put you in the best position to be at your best, which leads into excellence. And if you're expecting excellence from those around you, that not, but not expecting it or modeling it for yourself, then it, re- it makes it really difficult to have those conversations with those you serve. And finally, the purpose piece to me probably resonates the most out of all of it. And the, you can be passionate about a lot of stuff and you do have to persevere, but the purpose is really what it comes back to. And when you wake up every morning and you know your purpose or you can lean into your purpose or you can give yourself an opportunity to see that purpose on a daily basis and know why you're working so hard, it brings you back the next day feeling great about the work or it drives you to, to do the work. I think about when I wrote Lead From Where You Are, I hate waking up early in the morning. I absolutely hate it. But when I was writing the book, I, like, I couldn't get up fast enough and I couldn't get to the office fast enough. And I'm getting up at five in, in the morning to get there just to write because I felt so passionate about the purpose that it was going to provide, not only to others, but to me. And when you wake up with purpose, it changes your whole outlook, right? So I think if you can kind of take it along those ways, you give yourself a better chance. And that's all we're asking for, is to make sure that you give yourself the best chance to not only lead those that you serve, but also put yourself in a position where you you can see why you do what you do. Because a lot of times the work that we do doesn't gets lost in the job that we do, right? Mm-hmm. So if we can get past the job stuff to get to the work stuff, we give ourselves a better chance. Yeah, I love that. That purpose is that fire in your belly, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, what The reason you get up every morning, the reason you lead others. And I often say that you have to lead yourself well before you can lead others well. And that's a practice of self-awareness, self-reflection. Um, you do, you have to know yourself, you have to know your purpose and, and what really fuels your, your passion. So um, how would you characterize your purpose in life? Well, I think my purpose is, cha- it's changed recently because of the, um, just because of the move, you know, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. for 12 years, I, you know, people would ask me about, um, well, they'd ask me all kinds of questions, but one of the things that we talked about a lot is, you know, why, why are you spending so much time connecting with people outside of the district? Why are you, you know, you know, you're running yourself pretty ragged. Like I would, I would fly home on a Wednesday and I'd get to school, you know, I'd, I'd get home at midnight, get to my house at two in the morning wake up at six in the morning and get to school and do the whole full you know, school day and then go get on another plane after school and go somewhere else. And they're like, well, why would you even do that? And so I think the, the idea that I kept coming back to was when, when our staff asked me that, I, I said to them, if you feel the way that I feel when I talk about you, you're going to feel really good about the work that you do. Mm-hmm. Because the way that I feel about you when I talk about you brings me purpose to the work when it comes down to making sure that other people see it. So for 12 years, my real purpose was to make sure that more people knew about Fall Creek, Wisconsin. 
and the incredible things that 120 educators and 835 kids were doing on a very regular basis. So that fueled me every day to make sure that one more day, one more person knew about the great things happening in Fall Creek, Wisconsin. And that's been really fun to do. Actually, it happened the other day. I was sitting in, I went to, I was in Michigan and uh, I went to a, a Michigan State uh, Stony Brook basketball game. And I was sitting outside of the, of the Breslin Center getting ready to go in. And I'm taking a picture with the statue, with the Magic Johnson statue. And out of nowhere, I just hear somebody yell out, go crickets, go crickets. Yeah, awesome. And I'm like, I turned around <laughs> and it was a principal from uh, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. He's like, oh, I, I love seeing what your school does and everything mm-hmm. like that. And I'm like, it's like, that's the stuff. When our people go out and they are in a different state, and they get they're wearing their go cricket stuff and they get recognized for that. Like that's the kind of stuff that we try to build up because you know, we're a school district of 835 kids in Northwest Wisconsin. We're not, I mean, like, let's be honest. The only reason we get to talk about what we do is because we talk about what we do. And so if more eyes can get on those, those people, it gives them more purpose coming back because they know that their impact is beyond the four walls of their classroom. Yeah. And there's no other profession than education that has a greater impact, no matter what your role is in the organization. So um, great stuff. Great stuff. And I can say firsthand when you came to my school, um, you can hear the love that you have for your school district, Mm -hmm. for your staff, for your kids. And that resonates. People want that. They want that connection and that intention and that direction. So thank you for sharing your message. Why don't we segue now to what you've um, what you're passionate about? Uh, What's your most recent project that you're working on? Well, so my son just graduated with a degree in English and writing from the University of Wisconsin, Eau Claire. And, la- and so my first thought was, well, what are you going to do with that? Like, what's the, mm-hmm. <laughs> what does that look like from a job perspective? And he's such a great kid. And so when we were thinking about what he was going to do, and he still hadn't had a job at that point, uh, I asked him to help me um, with the, with my next project. And the next project is to, we essentially, there's a hundred of these walk to work videos that I did Mm -hmm. over the course of the last four years. And so we found the 52 most popular walk to works just based on how many views that they got online and the connections that they made and the analytics that go along with it. So we're taking 52 of those and putting them into a book that's, you know, a, a, you know, walking to the best year of your best school year ever or something like that. Mm -hmm. Right. But mm-hmm. all, all we're do, we're, what we're doing is we're essentially transcribing the entire walk, putting in a, uh, two reflection questions, one activity for the leader, one activity for the entire staff, and then a, a, a link to the video that you can watch the whole video if you want. And so we're going to do that with 52 of those walks. And my hope is that that comes out. Um, honestly, I think we're going to, Try to do, we were going to do it early, but I think it's better right now if we think about going into the next school year. So if it comes out in you know April or May, then they can we can plan because it it's a, it all be broke down by, you know uh, here's here's July, here's August, here's September. So all the walks kind of mm-hmm. go in that order. So it allows you to kind of walk with the year and um, so yeah, that's that's and I'm I'm tremendously passionate about it because um, the walks to work have been I think my, my favorite project specifically over the last couple of years, 
um, because I know that they've had an impact on people and that's wonderful. And, and I kind of think so, but I also know that, you know, when you're not doing the work on a regular basis, it's harder to get the stories. So mm-hmm. I want to make sure that those stories continue to go and I'm going to do some more stuff, some more video stuff, but, but the walk to work videos will always be, I think my favorite. Oh yeah. I love the walk to work and it's just a very quick, mm-hmm. um, snippet, you know, of, of, of it's a message that, for me resonated as a leader and it helped me to um, reflect on what I was doing and, and encourage me to, to be better in my roles. So I appreciate your, your video work. It was uh, very impactful. Yeah. Thank you. So Joe, as we wrap up here today, why don't you tell the listeners how they can connect with you? I think just kind of reach out any, any of the socials can find me. And I think it's important that, um, could, I mean, on, on X or on LinkedIn or on Facebook or on Instagram or wherever you want to go is typically it's Joe underscore San Filippo in all of those areas. So feel free to jump in and ask me questions. And if I can help out in any way, uh, please don't hesitate to ask. I think sometimes people are nervous about asking a question because they don't think they're going to get a response. And I think one of the things that we try to pride ourselves on is, you know, making sure that if you reach out and you ask a question, like you're going to get an answer. It's, it might not be the answer you're looking for, but at least we're going to make sure that we have a con- conversation about how we can help out. I think a lot of times what happens in the, in this role, specifically leadership um, at the district level is that we put ourselves in a, we, we've been asked to do this job because we're good at the current job that we have at the same time, there's no training for the next job. And if mm-hmm. we try to do it, isolate, we get isolated and alone in a job that gets really isolating and lonely. So if I can help out in any way, you know, shoot me a DM, you know, give me, give me a call, whatever, whatever it works, uh, you know, works for, works, works for you. So it works for you, works for me. Awesome. And I can, I can say from firsthand experience, Joe is an amazing educator, author, speaker, and I think even a better human. So thank you for being on today, Joe. And um, Christmas is right around the corner when we're recording. So have a Merry Christmas and we will talk soon. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Take care, everybody. Leading with hope is an intentional practice requiring self-reflection and self-awareness. Check out my website at leadwithhope.net and subscribe to my monthly newsletter. My newsletter provides three tips, two quotes, and one question that will help you build self-efficacy and lead with hope. Thanks for tuning in today and have a great day.